This is a CBC Podcast. The opposition in Saskatchewan is dining out this week on a snack tax. The NDP says the government is making things more expensive for us to buy food. The finance minister says she's just following the rules Ottawa laid out. But soon, Donna Harpower may have her very own provincial tax agency. Or will she? I think it's a pretty uh, significant change that we're suggesting. And I think that consultation is, is very um, important. And if there is absolutely no reason to pursue it, uh, then we won't go through the cost of, of even doing the deeper dive. That's the Finance Minister Donna Harpower speaking with reporters this week about the Saskatchewan Revenue Agency. Let's get down to brass taxes with our political panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan and Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post. Hi, guys. I guess I better declare a conflict because of my deep and profound commitment to snack food. And rotisserie chicken in particular. I've heard a lot about that food this week. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Adam, what can you tell us about the opposition's concerns here? Yeah, so in the 2017, the government, uh, of course, raised the PST and then expanded it to include things like restaurant meals and also prepared meals and snack foods in grocery stores. And this week, the NDP did a little show and tell where they bought, you know, I think about $150 worth of groceries and had things like rotisserie chickens, which are subject to PST. Well, raw chicken is not. Uh, five pack of granola bars, PST, six pack, not. Uh, things like yogurt drinks, which parents will, you know, will be familiar with throwing in their kids' lunches, those are subject to PST, while the, the cups of yogurt are not. So uh, Carla Beck and Trevor Wotherspoon from the opposition were making the point that these are some things that are staples of lunches, things for dinners, things like uh, prepared salad in a in a grocery store is taxed while a bag of salad is not. Uh, they're saying that in a time when grocery costs are, are rising and hi- higher than ever, that the government should be taking away this uh, so-called snack tax, and they're not speaking about things like junk food, but some of the examples I laid out. Now, the uh, finance minister said that they're just following what the GST covers and what the federal government has determined is a snack food, and that'd be too complex for retailers to, for the government to make another set of rules to change that. So they're saying no to getting rid of this snack tax, and that's where we stand on it at this point. Murray, what did you hear in Donna Harpower's remarks? Well, fortunately, I'm bilingual and I speak government, so I kind of understood some of the stuff that she was saying. And the illogic in government is we do things that are illogical to uh, ordinary people because it's to our convenience. And in this particular case, it maybe makes a little bit of sense. They're following the federal government lead, which is basically applying the tax to things that maybe have an excessive amount of salt or sugar or, uh, or it's simply a convenience because... In Canada, we're taxed on being uh, uh, on anything that's slightly convenient. So the rotisserie chicken, probably healthy for you, but it's prepared like a restaurant meal, and we tax restaurant meals. Now, the uh, same thing with uh, the granola bars or small portions of things, or even prepared salad, which obviously is healthy for you, but once again, it's prepared, so it's like a like a meal in itself, and that's that's the GST standard. Here's the weird part. As we know this week, the, uh, the provincial government simply cannot follow everything the federal government does because we need our own tax agency. But when it comes to the GST and the matter of convenience, apparently we can't. Now, I think that might have a little bit of, uh, of 
of, of something to do with the fact that this is the easiest and quickest way to collect tax, which is what uh, they really are interested in, in doing in this particular case. So uh, there are other things in play here that kind of do make sense, but only they only make sense if you sort of understand government speak. And, and we got a lot of government speak, including on the, on the uh, uh, new Saskatchewan Revenue Agency. Let's talk more about that, Adam. What is the rationale for Saskatchewan having its own revenue agency? We're still trying to determine that, and the government, you know, in, is, in its own admission is saying that it doesn't know a lot about how this is going to look, that it's doing some consultations, but it's already set up the framework through passing this bill to collect and administer uh, specifically corporate and business tax. Uh, although the finance minister said that there is, uh, you know, a mechanism in there because of how they've done the bill to include personal income taxes as well. This is something that is a ways away because the government says it doesn't know how much this is going to cost. Uh, they, they're speculating that maybe a million and a half dollars just to study it. Well, the opposition says that you should have studied it before even introducing this bill, and it's going to cost tens of millions of dollars in their mind. Uh, this is what Saskatchewan's doing would model after Alberta. Uh, Donna Harpower says they could share some cost of IT with Alberta, which may bring the, bring the cost down. And the rationale seems to be that you know the federal government is not a receptive or quick enough to uh, including some tax incentives that we want to administer in this province for businesses and that if we had our own um, uh, SRA, Saskatchewan Revenue Agency, we could do that. Uh, we could respond more quickly to business and corporate needs and that is seems to be some of the rationale that also Donna Harper is saying that the government could, could make some money off this although the opposition has hit back at that saying that Ontario had a model like this and scrapped it about 15 years ago because it was costing the government government too much money. Uh, the opposition also says this will be an extra burden on businesses because they'll have to file twice and uh, people won't want to do that. So uh, as you heard in the clip there, Donna Harper saying they're going to study it, that this isn't a set in stone, but it was something the government hinted at last year when they said this was something they were going to do uh, to increase provincial autonomy. Murray, why does the minister seem to be second guessing that now? Well, what better way to slash your red tape and endear yourself to the taxpayer than create the equivalent of the Canada Revenue Agency on a provincial level? It, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, it checks a lot of boxes from last summer. And the boxes that needed to be checked after the economic sovereignty tour is let's do things that sound like we're defying Ottawa. And this is certainly something that defies Ottawa. It defies logic too, but mostly it defies Ottawa. And that's basically what the message that they want to send out. Now, here's the interesting thing, and Adam kind of touched on it. Is there ways where they can dance around rules related to giving tax breaks on uh, to farmers, say, for uh, 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 greenhouse gas initiatives or, or such. There might, I think that's probably what they're probably more interested in studying than studying uh, whether this is efficient or not, because it clearly isn't. It, it's 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 largely silly. It's like the Saskatchewan First Act or basically any, anything that came out of that economic sovereignty tour. Uh, it hasn't been a good session for them because they've adhered to that agenda that makes more political sense than it does uh, uh, governance sense. And right now they're getting caught up in that backwash right now. And they're getting a lot of blowback from the business community saying, you know, I don't want to file two sets of income taxes provincially and federally for this uh, to do this. And the only incentive for them to do so is, that, is, is if there would be some large tax break. So I guess we'll see where that goes. But uh, once again, I think this is more about the politics than it is about the practicality. And that's when governments get into trouble. 
And on politics, they'll be wrapping up the spring sitting fairly quick. Adam, what are you watching for before then? Uh, we, we talked a lot about education in the last couple of weeks, and that was kind of quieted down this week. But we are expecting the the education minister to meet with some of these school divisions, you know, currently and, and even next week. And they're going to be putting on the pressure to, to get some money and get some committed money and a timeline for for that increase in enrollment money before the end of this uh, June so they can uh, have some planning for hiring teachers. So I think that's one thing I'll be watching. And, uh, of course, I'll be watching to see if uh, I catch Murray uh, cracking a beer in a park uh, coming up here this summer. <laughs> yeah, Murray, what are you watching? I, I uh, uh, don't know what he's talking about, but I will be grabbing my <laughs> snack food and further watching uh, uh, estimates. Actually, they're kind of wrapping up right now, and that's what I actually did this week in terms of the Premier's estimates. Uh, I found that fascinating because it was the first time Carla Beck is the first woman opposition leader to actually actively serve that role uh, went mano a mano with uh, uh, the Premier, and it was, it was quite fascinating because it's three hours of back and forth uh, uh, where they talk about the spending of all government, but with uh, particularly apply to executive council and she gets to ask anything she, uh, she wants and the premier gets to answer in any way they want so it's a really good measure of the two uh for those that might uh, be as wonkish as i i do uh, look up the video on hansard or read hansard i found it rather fascinating i thought Carla Beck uh, held her own. I thought actually the Premier made some interesting points in terms of how uh, the provincial government's still kind of tied to a lot of issues uh, related to the federal NDP and past positions. And that's something that Carla Beck still has to deal with. And so it it made for a fascinating political watch anyway. Thank you very much, you guys. You're very welcome. welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.